Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the Cincinnati Bengals. Used to be the home of Carlos Dunlap, but not anymore. All right, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, you found the show. Do me a favor, smash that thumbs up. Give me a like and subscribe. I am up to 685 subscribers. We are doing awesome. Let's keep it rolling. Okay, so let's start off early today. Ian Rappaport tweeted out. Actually, I got to give credit to Bengal Jim because he found it before I did, <clears throat> that uh, Carlos Dunlap was told to stay home rather than come to work. The team was going to sort out his future. Now, a couple hours later, it turns out that Carlos Dunlap has been traded to, to the Seattle Seahawks in exchange for fifth-year offense lineman B.J. Finley and a seventh-round pick, and they took Carlos's contract from the Bengals. So, it's such a big story. My boy Jeremy Dean wanted to jump on and give his little two cents th- about this what's going on jeremy how you doing brother uh doing good man doing good it's uh it's an odd day to be a Bengal fan i guess you could say uh it's another one of those things we've talked about it for how many weeks now and now it's finally happened we uh dunlap is no longer a Bengal after 10 and a half 11 years and um we're moving forward without him like you said we lost his contract which should help us in the long run as well. We added a seventh round draft pick, um, but we did get something out of him. Mm-hmm. We got an offense lineman, which everybody, you know, how many times we've been on the show and everybody's like, well, trade Ross for an offense lineman, trade AJ for an offense lineman. Well, I, dude, honestly, I think the Bengals did really good in this, in this trade. I mean, Carlos, I mean, Carlos Dunlap has been one of my favorite Bengals of all time. I mean, he, unfortunately, He's one. He's going to stay one sack away from the Bengals' record uh, 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 record for the most sacks in a career. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, that's held by Eddie Edwards. Um, I would like to see him get it, but I mean, they got an offensive lineman, which we all want. Yes, he's a backup, but he's been a career backup. But you, you still need. We're going to need offensive linemen. We might be down three of them this week. Who knows? You got a seventh round pick, and they took it. Took his contract. Dude, he's 31 years old. He hasn't done anything this year. He's got one sack. That's it. I know he's going to blame it on lack of playing time, but the first, what, three, four games of the year, he was out there every down, and he wasn't doing anything. So we'll find out. I'm curious to see what's going to happen when he goes to Seattle. I mean, I know he went on – Carlos went on his Instagram, and he's like, I'm so excited. I'm getting out of here, and I'm nervous. And I get to play. I get to play. I get to play, which is – Cool, Carlos. You had chances to play. You it wasn't like you didn't play. It was only like last what three weeks. He was on third down. Like I said on Monday show, when you're playing, you have to make a play. So I don't know. Anyway, we already got the chat blown up, and our boy Dennis is back. He's got a couple of them here. Let's uh check him out, see what he's got. What's going on, Dennis? Welcome back to the show. All right, I think the Bengals need to hit the Titans, Tennessee Titans, right in the mouth. Do you remember that bully who picked on somebody even even harder? Like the balloon, he'll pop 
hip hop just popped the Titans. Yeah, I agree with you. We gotta we gotta get pressure on the quarterback. That's the biggest thing. And the Bengals offense need to start super fast and try to go for the jugular. If they can, try to get that knockout blow, but be smart. And then he follows up with one more. All right. I hope the Bengals get great players from Carlos. Let's trade the Seahawks and draft picks. I just hope the Bengals are don't have egg on their face. I don't think they're going to have egg on their face. Dude, look. <laughs> he Okay. How many times in the Marvin Lewis era do we have – I won't say guys talking uh, uh, bad about the organization, but doing dumb stuff I and mean, getting arrested, doing dumb things, and time after time after time after time, you know, you got him in your, your behind you there. Uh, perfect. I love Perfect. He's a great player, but he would do so many stupid things. And Marvin Lewis would never bench him. He wouldn't. He would never bench him. I mean, this – and that's people – Say it's about Zach Taylor. Say at the beginning of the year, like, people need to be held accountable. Okay. Well, how many times has he yanked Billy Price from the game? How many times has he yanked Fred Johnson from the game? Because they're not playing. Carlos Dunlap was not producing, so he wasn't playing him. So, to me, this is more of I, I, Zach is starting to win me back. I, I'll put it to you that way. Just because he's putting his foot down and we're doing it this way, and if you're not producing, you're not going to play. I don't know. What do you think about it? You know, for Carlos, I hope the grass is greener, buddy. But uh, that isn't how the saying goes. The grass right. isn't always greener. I will be keeping an eye on the Seahawks to see how he does. And I'm interested to uh, to see, you know, this great new venture he's going into. But what we've talked about in the past, you know, Carlos, three, four years ago, as a defensive end, as you start to mature – as you see some of these guys that have been in the league for 12, 15 years and still producing, I mean, look look what uh, Terrell Suggs did um, over in Baltimore, I mean, for, for right. years and years and years. Yep. Our, Carlos has always been that run-around-the-edge guy, try to try to get one arm on the quarterback, slap you know, slap his arm down. It's worked for him when he was, in, when he was 24, 25, right. mm-hmm. 26. I don't understand why we never really um, used him much when it comes to stunts or swim moves or him trying to adjust his game more to rushing the quarterback rather than just zipping around the edge. And once you're 31 years old, it's just, it, it don't come that easy. And it showed last year mm-hmm. and this year, and this year really. Yeah. It, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But I think I'm with you. I, I think uh, Zach Taylor made the right choice. I'm tired of talking about Dunlap every week and what he's tweeting and <laughs> yeah. he's selling his damn house. He's done. You know what? It's done. I, I we don't talk about it for you. But we're moving la- on. Yep, last show. Last show. We have to talk about it. All right. Dallas. Not Dennis. They got a no name offensive lineman and a second, seventh round pick, man. That's really disrespectful to Carlos. I mean, yeah, he is old, but he is doing that drama, but he's doing great things. He's done great things for Cincinnati. I honestly like Dallas. Look, I, I, like I said in the beginning of the show, I'm surprised they got that much for da- for Carlos because one, he hasn't produced. Two, he's got a pretty good contract, and three, he's getting older. So I mean, to get an offensive lineman, even if he is a backup, to get a seventh round pick and to get them to pay for his contract because we just I think we just extended him like two years ago or something like that. 
so Carlos, I mean, we're done with him. He, and we got an offensive lineman, you know, and a seven-round pick. Uh, to be honest, that's great. <laughs> the biggest thing is getting that contract off the books. That's that's the biggest part of the whole thing to me. We've actually talked about it with A.J. Green, mm-hmm. Dunlap, Ross, uh, in, in past shows. You know, we, we told everybody, we're going to be lucky to get anything for these guys. Right. Uh, we, we, you know, we, we just got rid of 7.8 million a year, what, whatever. Something and then like he's that, got yeah. some incentives. Yeah. He's yeah. got some incentives in there too. Right. We got rid of that contract. We got a seventh round pick, which is, I, I, you know, I guess you could say that's a, a coin in the water fountain, but um, yeah. And we got a offensive lineman. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if, if he's going to hang around. He may end up on a practice squad, but we did get something. So yeah. I do got to get it, give, give a little love there because, you know, like like we've said for four or five weeks now, I didn't think we were going to get Zilch right. or Dunlap yeah. or Ross or Green, and we yeah. got rid of one of them today. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, too, we got another offensive lineman. Uh, we talked about him, I think, yesterday, Spain. He's trying to uh, – Passes COVID test. I think they're still waiting on the results yep. of that. So he might be practice squad. I don't know. But I mean, the thing is, people have been blowing us up all year. We gotta get off its lineman. We gotta get off its lineman. The funny thing is, they're getting them now. And actually, our backups played halfway decent last week. Which again, I don't mean the offensive line is fixed. <laughs> no matter what they do this year, they need to get better in the offensive line. No matter what. So, all right, uh, Dallas has got another one here. All right, Dallas. I love Carlos. He's been great for the Bengals in history, but this year he has only went on social media and talked crap. He didn't do anything on the field, and he he played and did nothing. It's funny. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's, you know, it's time for him to move on. And I've got um, my boy Tony here. Darn it, Camper. Uh, always love Carlos. He was a great player for us. I'll miss him. But like you said, he's getting older. And if you don't want to be here, we'd rather ha- not have you here. Yeah. And that's the thing is, that's that to me, that's the most important part. You don't want to be here. You're not buying in. Get out. And that's, and then, and Zach Taylor got asked that in his uh, press conference today. They wrote it down about, um, you know, they, they didn't really say canter in the locker room because he wasn't really going to answer anything about. Uh, Carlos uh, trade until like four o'clock, which they might be doing a press conference now as we're on. I have no idea, but basically he said this locker room, the culture in this locker room is good. And that's, what's good about weeding guys like this out. Cause you can't have that. You, this could turn into a cancer. And the thing is, I, I think on his Twitter or Instagram, Carlos, whenever he put his house up for the market, you know, Joe Mixon was one of the first ones on there said, Hey, I'll get that crib. You know? So, I mean, it wasn't like other guys were actually nobody backed Carlos up, you know. So to me, all this talk, you know, last week and some of this week is Zach losing lock losing the locker room. I don't think he is. You know, I don't I don't think he's exactly lost the locker room. I think when you got four or five players that are upset um and going public with it, it's a little scary, but like we said, John Ross, he, he he's not allowed him to show up to the stadium um, after his little trade me rant. 
Uh, Dunlap, same thing, going to Twitter. Now he's gone. Ross, yeah. you're probably not too far behind, buddy. I mean, um, they probably tried to trade Ross. The difference with trying to trade Ross and trying to trade Carlos, Carlos actually has a really good record of being of, of being a, been a great player. John Ross hasn't done anything. So, you know, the Seattle Seahawks are hoping that Carlos can get back to being the old Carl or the younger version of Carlos. John Ross has no record. There's nothing, you know, well, he used to do this. John Ross hasn't done anything. So that's why it's even harder to trade him. And then really the only guys that have said anything is Ross and Tate said something. Now Tate's playing and he's kind of hit or miss when he's, you know, getting the ball. Michael Thompson is actually getting more catches than he is. And to me, that's on Tate. I don't, I'm not sure how many times Tate has been on the field. I, you know, I, I haven't paid I, uh, that much attention to him, but Joe Burrow, who, by the way, is the uh, FedEx uh, player of the week this week. So good job, Bengals Nation. We uh, got him, got him uh, the uh, the award. But Tate has hadn't said anything, you know. So people like all oh, people, people say, you know, people are coming out against it. I'm like, it's only those guys. Everybody else has hadn't said a word. Yeah, and even when AJ, you know, kind of spouted a little bit, um, the first guy to come to his defense was Joe Burrow. So yeah. If, you know, if your rookie stud is coming to your back, you're obviously you doing something right. Mm -hmm. uh, he didn't go out there and do nearly what Dunlap did. So right. I, I'm seeing this as pretty much our last trade other than maybe Ross. But I, I'll just tell you all right now, Ross can run as fast as he wants to run, do what he wants to do. Jeff just got done explaining to you what Ross has done this year, and it's squat deadly. And that's what we're going to get for him. So if we if we get rid of Ross, it's getting rid of of a contract. If anybody will even take Which, it, it's done at the end of this year anyway. So it doesn't it really does. matter. So all right, Mike Kyle. Unfortunately, Mike is uh he's under under the weather today. I'll try to get him to come on with us. But hopefully, Mike will feel better. Hope you feel better and come back on the show with us. Yeah, Friday, Mike. Mike. Uh, let's see here. I've seen some people upset with Dunlap leaving, but like Jeff said, he didn't play. The first four games – he did play – sorry. He did play the first four games as a starter. He hasn't proven anything. Then when Zach pulls the string, fans get upset. I'm glad he's gone. That's – some of these fans – some of these Bengals fans drive me nuts. I'm like, they're upset that, you know, Zach's not doing anything. Well, when Zach does something, then they get upset that he did something. So I was like, what do you want? <laughs> you can't be upset both ways. All right, Dallas here. Hold on a second. Let's get some questions here. They're starting to roll in. All right, Dallas. So we just did we sign some defensive guy as well, right? I'm not sure who they are or where they come from. <clears throat> that's that if that's happened well recently. I, I do you know of a defensive guy we signed, Jeremy? I don't know of one. Other than Xavier Williams, who uh, that's the only one I know of. Yeah. Uh, Crown Apple Kid, he says anybody's anybody's better than Bobby Hart as far as the uh Offensive line we're getting, which you know what? The funny thing is, Bobby Hart was that was his best game of the year. Again, we still need to replace him. <laughs> we still need to replace him, but I, I, I was hard on on Jim Turner of of not getting these guys to, to develop. They develop, and Bobby Hart was going against Miles Garrett a lot too. So, you know, you gotta give you gotta give people credit when they do stuff. And people are like, well, everybody's like, oh, you're a homer. I'm like, I'm not a homer. Well, yeah, I'm a homer, but that again, it's facts, <laughs> you know, that's what's happening. All right. Let's see here. Titus. <clears throat> yeah. It was time to move on 
with Carlos, I'm not mad about it. Um, dude, you're neither. I don't. The funny thing is, the people in Bengals Nation who are upset about it, and I've, yeah, and I know you've gotten in conversations with them on there, and I've gotten in conversations with them on there. We're like, hey, we're here every day. Well, I am every day. You're here, hit or miss, but I'm here every day. Come talk to me. You know, let's let's talk. You know, it's more fun like this than to me anyway than on than on the a Facebook group. Well, I do love our Facebook group, so. All right, Jer- uh, Jeremy, you take this one. Let me let me scroll down some of these uh, other messages. Our boy Mike Kyle here. Bengals fans, let's move on. Look into the future. Do what's right for the team. I'm happy he is gone. Future will be very bright for us. I didn't like Carlos's attitude anyway. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, I didn't like it from the very first time that he spoke out just by him being a decade-long Bengal veteran, but it is what it is. He's gone now. Uh, He's not coming back, and God bless him in Seattle, but like I said in the beginning of the show, he's worked on one pass rush his whole life, and if he goes against just a decent tackle in the league, he's never going to get around the guy and strip sack fumble like we're used to seeing that he did for the first five, six years of his uh you know, of his career here in Cincinnati. He just, there's nothing else there. There's no swim moves. There's, that could be a coaching issue too. You know, we could have maybe added some different stunts and stuff for Carlos, but it was kind of the same routine, same pass rush. And when you turn 31, it's over. My opinion. Wait till you turn 45 like me. (laughs) Hey, Tony's got a message for you there. There, Jeremy. (laughs) Get out of here, man. We'll talk soon, buddy. We'll talk soon, Tony. He said, hey, Jeremy, go Irish. Got to mess with you, buddy. All right. Now, one thing I did, uh, I listened to Zach Taylor's press conference today. And I also listened to Joe freaking Burroughs. But one interesting thing that I got out of Zach's press conference was um, the question was, Cincinnati is known as a place that doesn't want to win. Now, you can say this is just talk to uh, downplay it or whatever. But I like what Zach said. He goes, from everything I've seen in this organization is that they want to win as many championships as possible. So he said, so I don't worry about this organization. He goes, I know what's true. So and that, the narrative, that's that's one thing I've always brought the narrative about, about this team or this organization is they don't want to win. They don't want to win. And the problem is we got that whole decade of the 90s where, you know, <laughs> we didn't win. But then, Horrible. yeah. But then when Marvin got here, things changed. Yeah, we never won a playoff game, but we made it to a lot of playoff games from, you know, not even sniffing the playoffs for how many years. So I do think that they do want to win. I do think that Zach is trying to change the culture because um, I can't remember the guy's name, but I had somebody uh, message me on my uh, Sports of Strawberry Ice Facebook page, which you guys can message me there too if you want. Um, but he was asking me what – He's from, uh, I think I said, I say he's from Scott, Scotland. I think I said that. Anyway, he's from Scotland. I cannot remember his name, Skippy Red or something like that. Anyway, um, he said what, he asked my opinion of what kind of changes is Zach trying to uh, produce? Because so far, it doesn't look any different than what Marvin did. And I said, well, I said, that's that's a good question. It's kind of hard to answer, but it's, it's a winning culture. And to me, it's a winning culture and it's being held to a higher standard. I think Marvin let too many things go. You know, I think he had these guys 
were really good players, and they were really good players, and he knew they were, and they went and did something dumb, they would, you know, they would they would keep them. Now, well, I, I preface that with if Carlos Dunlap is out there a sack master and playing great, I don't think we trade him. <laughs> you know, no. I think they try to work this out. So, you know, you, you got to take it with a grain of salt and see what happens when one if hopefully knock away that never happens. One of our players now who's really good does something dumb. But the thing is, they are drafting guys, I think, with better, I won't say attitudes, but just what's the word I'm looking for? Reputation, you know, how like the guy, most guys they drafted and most guys they signed were captains either for their former team or their captains on their college team. So to me, that's that's kind of the culture that he's trying to, you know, the winning culture at the winning, you know, guys who know how to lead don't need, you know, to follow. You need guys who know what to do. I guess that makes sense. What I'm, what I'm saying, Jeremy. Yeah. Good, good locker room guys. You know, yeah. the, the guys that, that, that you want in there playing when times get tough, when times get hard, you know, um, I give Zach Taylor a hard time. Like I said, week 11, I'll probably be hollering for his firing. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, Marvin Lewis was one of those coaches that kept players way too long as well. So when we start going back and talking about Marvin Lewis and how much better and the t- talent evaluator he was, um, mm-hmm. let's not forget we we kept Pac-Man around for a while. I love Pac-Man. Yeah. Love yeah. him. Love yeah. perfect. Right yeah. here behind my shoulder. But they're, they're um, crazy. But <laughs> they were straight yeah, crazy. And, and we kept them around. <laughs> This much too long, enough to lose a playoff game. game. Anyway, yeah. I was like, "This, this is Facebook user." Which uh, Facebook user? If I don't know who you are, but if uh, you don't mind, go to my YouTube channel, Sports Strawberry Ice. Subscribe, and your name will pop up, so I know who I'm talking about. But yes, leaders, guys that have high integrity. That's exactly the word I was trying to to find. Yes, that's who they're trying to to draft, and to me, that's the culture that Zach is trying to to get in this locker room. And I think it's happening because like I said, the guys who have complained were Marvin's guys, none of the guys he's brought in, none of the guys they drafted, you know, are, are, are complaining. It's the guys who have been here. So, all right. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, I did that. One. Okay. John Kroger has got a question. Uh, did we get another pass rusher anywhere? Not that I know of. You're the second one to ask me that. I don't know of one that we got. I mean, I, we have them, but Hubbard's injured, and hopefully Lawson, hopefully he won't line up on offsides on third down. <laughs> it oh. cost us, uh, you know that that would that would help because somebody mentioned that um, I don't remember one of my shows because people comment on the YouTube show and on Facebook and after the show, and I'm like I actually forgot about that, but yeah, that was not a very good good play. All right, let's see here. Matthew, thanks for the good years, Carlos. Done the lap. Done. Done lap. Not done. The, done. Like he's done lap. Yep. I gotcha. Uh, let's see here. Hey, Tony, I'll mess with you too. Go Buckeyes. <laughs> Tony, it's on, brother. You got you got Buckeyes everywhere, brother. Oh, here we go. Damn you, Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Glad like everybody's it. taking this Dunlap news so seriously. <laughs> <laughs> right. We are moving moving on. Well, it's just that's kind of like we did the Reds, the Reds show, you know, how oh, we 
22 innings. Oh, oh it's terrible. All right, screw that. How about the Bengals? <laughs> like, well, we got over that quick. <laughs> Cincinnati fans move on quick, man. Yeah, we're unfortunately we're kind of used to it. That that sucks. <laughs> All right, Tony. I think Zach wants to win as many as possible. Doesn't mean Brown Browns want to. Mike and Katie are fine with it as long as they have money in their pockets. That Tony, I kind of tend to agree with you. I disagree with you there, buddy, because um, now this will you'll say this is has to do with money, which it kind of does. But but they want a new stadium, so yes, they're not a new stadium. I knew they want to maintain the stadium that they have, which if you've been there, they need to. So that's that's the thing, which yes, that's money. But if you look to me, look, all right, I'll, I'll put if you put Joe Burrow, excuse me, Joe freaking Burrow, instead of Andy Dalton on those five playoff teams we had, we're winning a playoff game. I'll tell you that right now. We are winning a playoff game. So to me, we had everything intact to win. We just didn't because either the quarterback or the coach and Honestly, I put it on Marvin a lot because Marvin never won a playoff game. Marvin never had us ready for primetime games. You know, it didn't matter if it was Carson, if it was Chad, if it was Andy, if it was AJ, it didn't matter. The one person that was always there was Marvin. And I think, and I don't know why it was like that, but I, that was back when I kind of compared him and Dusty Baker. They're both kind of like, well, you know, it's just another game, you know, just go out there and play, you know, do your job with no, no, no. This is the playoffs. No, no, this is Monday Night Football. Get up. You got to be ready to go. And I don't, that's just the thing, the mindset that I don't think Marvin ever brought to the Bengals, you know, in those times. Now, will Zach do it? I don't know. But I mean, we played Thursday night against the Browns. And, you know, that's been our only primetime. We got the, the Squealers uh, at Monday night. And actually, did you see they moved up the uh, Bengals uh, Squealers game to four o'clock? So that's going to be another. "Quote unquote prime time." It's me. It's going to be uh, interesting to see. Uh, it's all things that I can't judge Zach yet because we haven't had enough <laughs> uh, prime time game yet, or even playoff shit. All right, Daz. I heard we got a pass rusher, but I could be wrong, dude. If you can find it, tell me because I, I I have not heard that at all. Uh, Christopher, hey, what's up, buddy? You usually come on to the show late. I'm glad you uh, jumped on a little early today. All right. I don't know if Zach has pull or Mike isn't acting GM anymore, but they've spent money in free agent. Excuse me. Free agent. They drafted decently. Not. Su- su- what is that? Superb? Super? Superb. Yeah, super. Superb. Making trades at, by the deadline. What's really going on here? These are, and that's the thing. These are things that the Bengals in the past haven't done now. I somebody else brought this up. I can't remember where I read it, but I mean, they tried to make a real, it would have been a great trade a couple years ago at the deadline, tried to trade AJ uh, McCarron to the Browns, and the Browns screwed that up. So they have tried it before. But I mean, the thing is that that's that's the thing. All the stuff that everybody's complaining about the Bengals, they don't sign free agents, they don't make moves, they don't hold guys accountable, they don't do that, they don't do this. They're doing every single one of those things this year. They're just not freaking winning. And they're in every damn game. <laughs> and like, oh, here, I got I got something. Here, let me, you read, uh, let's see here. You read this one because I got, I got a good quote from Zach Taylor about that. Go ahead. I got to find it. Okay, good deal. Tony, the last playoff game wasn't on Dalton though, right? It was Perfect and Pac-Man. 
still a sore subject. I want to cry every time I think about it. <laughs> yeah, I think we all do. Um, I don't know if that was – was that the same gay, uh, game where Hill fumbled the ball? Yes. When we were running the clock yes. out? So yes. that would I blame be it on. I would... Yeah, I blame it on Hill, but then I also blame it on Burfitt because he'd be a dumbass and hit. Uh, afterwards. Yeah, afterwards. Yeah. But there should have been no clock left anyway. The game should have been over at that point. Uh, I believe Burfecht was the one that had the big interception that was supposed to end the game. Uh, and then, you know, Joey Porter jumping out on the field. Uh, we got people pulling hair, Pac-Man's out there, Burfecht swinging. It was just a complete cluster, if you know what I mean. This is what I liked about Joe this year. He said uh, – somebody said that you, you, you're you up there in some pretty high caliber with stats and stuff. He goes – he said, stats are stats. They don't mean anything. He said, we're one, five, and one. He said, you got you to win games. He said, that, that's all that matters. He said, I don't care about the other stuff. So that that was, I don't know if that's exactly what I was looking for because I lost my train of thought of what I was talking about. But that was a good, I mean, that was a good quote, I thought, for, for Joe. He, and that's the mindset that this team has to have too. And I think that's a Zach Taylor thing, you know, also is the rest of this doesn't matter. You got to go and you got to make plays. And we need to win games. We got to get a win because I was down at uh, P- Pies and Pints last night with uh, my boy Bengal Jim, and Bengal Jim's got uh, end zone tickets, and he could see the burrows. His mom, dad, and his his girlfriend slash fiance were all there, and he said he could hear Joe's mom saying, "Keep your head up, Joe. It's okay." And he said Joe didn't want to hear any of it. He was he's tired of losing, and that's that's what you want. You want that competitor. You want that. There's no excuses, you know. We lost. All that matters is the next game and getting ready, and we need to win. If you could take every game that we've had this year and just kind of mush them all together, ramble them up like a in bingo, and mm. shoot them all out, we I, we we'd be five and two right now. Eh? But Joe, it ain't from a lack of Joe Burrow trying or taking us down the field when it counts. It, it's coming down to. Uh, one I, I, one game he throw a pick at the end of the game. Bullocks miss kicks when they matter. For yeah. some reason he's he's deadly. He's deadly makes, as hell. Yeah, except when, for one that actually the pressures are like like Mike, Mike Kyle our, our buddies said that a lot. Exactly. And then um, you know you got Phillips running down the field with a receiver. His hands you know a little bit closer together. Ball would have been knocked down. Uh, it, it just over and over and over. And it's got to be frustrating for Joe. I feel sorry for him. He's, he's been a, a complete professional. On right. every, every interview, you know, every conference I've seen, he's been a complete professional. But, uh, man, yeah. it's got to be he, tough. He even, they, he even said this in his, in his uh, press conference today. They're like, well, you know, what, do you, what do you, are things that you need to tighten up? He goes, I need to stop turning the ball over. <laughs> Flat, that's, that's what he said. He goes, I, I need to stop turning the ball over. He put it on. And that's the thing. Joe puts it on himself. Yeah. You know, that's what lots of great quarterbacks do. It, it all falls on them. All right, General, we got BJ Finley on a seventh round pick for. Yep. Yep. That's what I said. I, I everybody keeps saying we got a pass rusher for somewhere. I I don't know. I, I don't know of one. Now, Chris you know, Ray. people may be thinking about Quentin Spain out of yeah, the he's Bills, an off, but he's yeah, an offensive lineman. He's so lineman. that's that's the yeah. only guy I know that we and he's he's got, like I said he's got past his COVID test, still. and he could be a plug and uh, plug and play player too. I mean, yeah. he did start for the Bills, so right. we'll see where he stacks up next to our guys. Right. 
All right, Christopher, you want to cry? What about Jeremy Hill's fumble? Yet yeah, we, we were talking about that. That's that was it. <laughs> that was it. Uh, let's see here, da, da, da. Tony. Yes, Hill Hill fumble. That was on Marvin. Shouldn't even have tried to run the ball. Just drop for a placement for a kicker. Oh, what should you say? We should have punted it. I don't know. The thing is, look, if Jer- Jeremy Hill, hang on to the ball. It's kind of like I've been saying the last two games. Bengal players, defense guys, offense guys, make plays at the end of the game. Jeremy Hill, hold on to the damn ball and we win. I mean, these are things that good teams do to win. You make plays. You don't make mistakes. I hate to say it, but the New England Patriots, when they were rolling, they don't make mistakes. That's, you know, anyway. And and that's what good teams do is when there's a minute left and the other team doesn't have a timeout, you 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 run the clock out, you run the ball, you know, or there there was a little bit more than a minute left if if my memory serves me right. But you run the ball and run the clock out, you know. Um he should have known this is a playoff game. All I gotta do is hold on to this ball and we win. So, you know, he should have had his ball and his legs wrapped around that that, that freaking football at, the, at that point. So exactly. You can blame it on Marvin, but I don't. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't blame that on him, no. <clears throat> uh, all right, John Kroger. Will Dallas release Dalton after this year? I have no clue, but uh, he's injured right now. I think I don't even know if he's uh, – I don't even know if he's playing this week. And, uh, yes, done up to Seattle, yes. Thank you. I guess you, you're you new to the show. Do, do me a favor. Go to the YouTube. Subscribe to Sports or Strawberry Ice. Your name will pop up. We've been on since 530, and that's what – the majority of our conversation has been that yes, Dunlap has been traded to Seattle. All right. Oh, I, this is a good one here for you. Let me get down to it. All right. There you go. There you go. Jerry, you read that one from, from Matthew. Another hope poem, huh? All right. All right. We <laughs> haven't won the close ones. It's no time to be blue. Hanging on with Zach must be unsure about Lou. At least we have Burrow, Tyler Boyd, and T. Let's grow a big pair and beat Tennessee. <laughs> dude, if you keep coming up with these poems, awesome. man, you're, you're going to take my job, dude. What's going on here? Matthew, that was awesome. Great that job, dude. Awesome. Love it. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Okay, Tony's uh, coming back with what he was clarifying what he's saying. No, field goal already in ra- range. Drop for placement for a field goal. They were in the end zone, Tony. When when I think we're talking about two different plays. When Jeremy Hill fumbled the ball, they were in the end zone because Burfick intercepted. Trust me, I remember this. Burfick intercepted the ball in the end zone, or he maybe he came out two yards. I don't remember, but fum, but Jeremy Hill was like on the one or two yard line when he freaking fumbled it. So, yeah. Uh, okay, Dallas. Uh, Dallas. There is a bright future for us here in Cincinnati, and I know people are saying. Saying we say that every year, yeah, but we for sure have a bright future with Joe freaking Burrow. That's what's different. That I mean, all right, I'll tell you this. I'm a huge Bengals fan. All right, obviously. I am more into this team and more vested in this team than I was in the five years that they went. I mean, it's because of Joe Burrow. I mean, the just watching him play, he's one of the stats he's he's on the verge of breaking or, or records is is Andrew Luck's rookie passing record. He's on pace to blow it out of the water. 
That's with a crappy offensive line. That's with a defense playing good one week, playing bad next week, not making plays. All the stuff going on around him. He's just putting his head down and working and playing great. That's why there's so much hope in Cincinnati. It's Joe Burrow. And I really do. I think Mike Brown sees it. I mean, I I know Zach Taylor sees it. I know Duke Tobin sees it. I mean, if we can see it. You know, they see it. So they're trying like crazy to do something to help them. The problem is you just don't have the players. We had so many guys leave at free agency. And we and the biggest problem I said with that, I've said this on past shows, is we missed on so many draft picks. But looks like Duke Tobin is getting back on a roll and he's starting to hit on him again. So future looks very, very, very bright. All right. I got Christopher. Oh, well, Christopher, you definitely are new if you don't know if I ever talk about and we don't call him Colin we call him Cal Colin Cowhead. But this is Christopher's message. I don't know if you follow Colin Cowhead, but he states Baker's comeback wasn't impressive. That's the real story. Was Taylor's play calling. Burrow and the offense basically dominated the two defense or second defense in the league. I agree with you. That's the thing. They didn't, they were known like, okay, first interception was a tip pass. That's what the Browns were, were known for. And the Titans are known for doing that this, this next week. That's one of their big things is, you know, tipping the ball and intercepting. And the Browns did that a lot this year. After that, it never happened again. You know, it, so I, I do follow Cowhead. The funny thing with Cowhead is I've said this you know, a million times. He's on the Joe Burrow, excuse me, Joe freaking Burrow bandwagon now. He's never been on the Baker Baker Mayfield bandwagon. For some reason, Baker Mayfield has the best games of his life against the, the Bengals. I don't know why, but, you know. But, yeah, I, I, I know who Cowhead is. And it, it took him a while to get on the, the Burrow bandwagon, too. I mean, if we want to rewind and show him some of the tape that he said when the Bengals mm-hmm. took him, yeah, he looks like a complete moron now. <laughs> Yeah, he compared him to, to Tony Romo. He, ah, he's not going to be that good. I mean, come on. I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, that's like comparing him to Andy Dalton. You know, waiting. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, uh, like, he's pretty damn good. Gillo, what up? Hey, 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 I'm here. What's going on, brother? Welcome to the show. All right, Gillo, to get you up to, to speed here, we're talking about the Carlos Dunlap tra- trade and how we think the Bengals actually did pretty good on this trade. I mean, we got a seventh round pick. We got an offensive lineman now. He's a, a career backup offensive lineman. But the best part of the trade that I think is they took all of Carlos's contract. So I'm, I'm restating that again for uh, new people jump, jumping on. That's where I think is the best part. We don't owe Carlos anything. We are, we're done. We're done with Carlos Dunlap. So we got money moving forward in the offseason to, to add on to this team. Those are things... I, this this trade could be as good as the the Carson Palmer trade. I mean, we we got a lot more for Carson Palmer, but I'm saying as far as we're done with Carlos, we don't have him anymore. That cancer is gone. We don't have to owe him any money. None of it. So, you know, that's where we're at. Just to get everybody up to speed because we got we had 29 people and now we're, we're back up 27 people. All right, 27 people watching the show. Mike Kyle, my question to you guys: Will Finley Finley Fin, no. Why would Finley? I hope not. Yeah, I got. I hope not. No. <laughs> no. 
I know. I, I, I mean, I know we want to protect Joe Burrow, but I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want Finley starting. No. Get low. Oh, Christmas comes early. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Carla, ding dong. The witch is dead, I guess. <laughs> and like I said, I, I love Carlos. Dunlap. I'm not going to talk bad about Carlos. I love Carlos Dunlap. He's been a great Bengal. I was really hoping he was going to, to get or set at least tie the franchise record for sacks. Now he's been in his career one away from it, one sack away from it to, for at least tying it. Now, Eddie Edwards has the, the uh, franchise record that's going to be there for another 20 years or more minutes. I think he had like 83 and a half sacks. I got it written down somewhere on here, but there's once you start talking and I start going through all these pages, it's hard to figure where I wrote stuff down at. <laughs> but I think it's 83, 83 and a half sacks is what I think he had. That's a lot. Yeah. So hopefully, all I can say is hopefully uh, Hubbard comes back and hopefully, um, uh, I want to say Lancaster, that's not his name. Who's the other uh, pass rusher the Bengals have that I, he won't line up offside on third down? I just talked about him earlier in the show. <laughs> What's this? I can't think of his name. I hate when I do this. Uh, somebody will tell me. <laughs> yeah, on, on the other end. Yeah. <laughs> Neither one of us could think of it. What the? Yeah, I know. Uh, somebody will tell me. I know. But, yeah. All right, Dallas. Mike is talking about Finney. Finney yeah. a lot. The guy we just signed. Oh, oh, that guy. Yes. Offensive okay. lineman. Oh, okay. Thank still you. Still no. But still no. <laughs> hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully not. I mean, Zach did say, let's see here. Everything, every, Everything's pretty much the same as far as. Um, the injuries go. I think I think Jonah Williams is going to play. Everybody else, I pretty much nobody played. Nobody practiced. I had a lot of guys out of practice today. But uh, I I would be surprised if Hopkins is back because of the concussion. Bobby Hart, we know he's done. So I think we're going to have to have Billy Price at center. I know uh, Finney is a center, but it's. I mean, it's happened before, but if you got a guy who's played center and Burrow's used to it, you're going to put that guy at center instead of just some guy off the street you just got, you know, as far as reps go. It's going to be too hard to uh, to get, you know, to get that cohesion. Because, I mean, even some of the snaps you saw, uh, Price was, you know, Joe was doing this to catch him, and, you know, he got him. He, he made the play, thankfully. Yep. So, yeah, uh, John Kruger, what about Hunt? I actually, Hunt played really good. <laughs> Sunday. He made some plays. I noticed him in the first half. I didn't notice him so much in the second half. Hopefully, maybe he can be the guy to step up because he was he never got to he got to a certain level and he never got past that, it seemed like for some reason. Maybe he's a couple years older and he can uh you know step up for us. That would be great. All right, Christopher. So in a hypothetical situ- situation, if if O-line Mikey were to pass or give control to Katie and the company, they could possibly sell or move the team. Would you all still root for them if they move or change their name? Hell no. If they move or change their name, I ain't rooting for them. No, and I, I honestly, I I really, I don't think, people think the Browns want to move the Bengals. I don't think they want to move them. I think they just want to, from uh, that's why I wish Bengal Jim was on here because he's the, he's my source. He's the one that's told me and that the Bengals just want to be able to maintain 
the stadium and they want to stay here. So I, I don't think they're moving. At least I hope not. Cause it would, if, if we, if we lose the Bengals or we're, we're not getting a team back, get low. I am a Dunlap fan. Make no, no mistake, but Jeff, you said it best. He became a cancer and Joe freaking Burrow do not, des- does not deserve that right now. Yeah, exactly. And I, the thing is, Gillow, Carlos has been a leader in the community, on the team. You know, what the hell happened? <laughs> is it just because you got demoted third down? Like, dude, that's life. That's football. Make a play, brother. You know, I'm like, that's why. And that, I don't understand why. I don't understand what changed with Carlos. Because he's always been a rah-rah Bengal guy and, you know, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think, Jeremy? Yeah, I'm pretty much with you there. I mean, he's always been kind of a uh, Joe Mixon type, jumping up on the you know the the stand, the bleachers, the bench, hyping the crowd. Right. Uh, it's got to be something to do personally with uh, a coach on the inside. The only way I can think about it is Zach Taylor. I, there's something that's that didn't mess yeah. with him too, and yeah. and it brought the worst out in Dunlap after all these yeah. years of yeah. being. Like you said, a cheerleader for the Bengals, and he's he's done stuff for Cincinnati and charities, and I don't understand it. And really, um, Burrow doesn't deserve Ross wanting a trade, and even the little things Green has said and Gino, little thing, you know, you really don't need any of that. But uh, today was the big chunk of the problem. Yeah, is out of here. Well, so, AJ also came back, and AJ Green had did come out to the meeting and said. He never said he wanted to be traded. So right, right, yeah. just it, upset. Yeah, somebody read his lips, which that doesn't mean you know. I, you could. You ever seen that NFL funny memes video where the guys are talking and they, they voice over silly things oh. and it looks exactly like what they're saying. Yeah. You know. So I mean, that, that if you read lips, it doesn't mean that's what he said. And I kind of, I, I kind of believe AJ. All right, Mike Kyle. I think if any is good, we would not have a bad line we would have hopkins finney but we still could use a couple more good linemen to try to fix the fix the defense then we would be set well finney like let's let's not get a twist here finney is a career backup you know he's never really been a starter so i don't think the Bengals fans need to pump the brakes on that a little bit you know he's not the savior you know he Maybe I'm wrong, but by as far as his career has went, he's been a backup. So if you're a backup and you've been in the league with five years, you're probably going to be a backup. So I, I, you know. I would I would be a little more excited about Quentin Spain, uh, a guy that has yeah, he, started right. started this year. And if we're going to plug and play anybody, you know, somebody that literally just played two weeks ago, whatever, and started with the Bills, right. I, I got a little more hope for him than I do a seventh round pick and Finney. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess when you're saying Finney, put BJ in there. <laughs> so, so uh, I knew you're talking B- about him. Yeah. BJ Finney. Yeah. All right. What about Atkins? Will he be leaving at the end of the year? I, I think he's still under contract, too. I, I don't know. I mean, Zach actually came out in one of his press conferences, press conferences and said that Gino is still a little hurt. So they're working him in. That's why he's not playing as much. So, Geno's whatever he did to that shoulder, it's it's not the same. It's still working its way back. And the thing is, you got, you got to remember these guys are older. When you're older, it takes you a little bit longer to get going. And 
I've said it a million times on here. We did not have an offseason. We didn't have any preseason. We didn't have any OTAs. So, and then you start the season off injured. I mean, you're already behind the eight ball with all the stuff that we didn't do normally. And now you start off injured. So it could take Gino a little while to get going. So I'm 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 not up for getting rid of Gino yet. Let's let's see how the 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 year uh pans out. Like I said, I think he's still under contract. So uh which will be it's NFL contract, they can cut him, but you, you still owe him something. So we'll have to wait and see with that one. All right, Christopher. I can tell you what we're going to get for Ross in the trade. Wait for it. A pack of Winston lights and 300 speedway points. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I I agree. That's that's the thing. I was like, Carlos has a record of being a great player. Not a good player. Carlos Dunlap was a great player for the Cincinnati Bengals. So the Seahawks are taking a chance that he can be that great player still. Ross hasn't proven anything other than he can drop passes and run wrong routes and give up on players plays. So I, I still would like to try them, try him as a punt returner. I, I think that would be a, a good spot for uh, Ross, but they haven't done it yet. All right. Cursor Finney was once a damn. Yep. Piss. Oh, Pittsburgh. I kind of like that Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try not to cuss on here too much in the S. I try not to say it's a Pittsburgh. I might use that one. Once a squealer, always a squealer. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't want to look at that way. Bobby Hart was was a squealer too. We got him off the the uh, the practice squad. <laughs> so, uh, but the funny thing is, Zach was asked about this on, on the press conference too. We we talked about this that Fred Johnson plays better at tackle than he does guard, and Zach has said he's gotten more, more rap reps at tackle than guard, so he's more comfortable there. But here this year, he's played guard all year up until last week. So, I mean, I, I think he's going to be – there's a very good chance he's going to be our, our right tackle. Very good chance he's going to be our right right tackle uh, this Sunday because Bobby Hart isn't playing. Hopefully, Jonah will come back, but I haven't heard anything yet. So, we might have him at, at left tackle, right tackle, and maybe at Denajai at the other tackle. I don't know. We, Scares me. We'll see. We will see. All right, let's see here. All right, Dallas, hello, Chris. You'll be lucky if they get that. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> just a bag of gummy worms <laughs> from the dollar store. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's the thing, too. I mean, John Ross was our number one pick a couple years ago. When you miss on these number one picks, it sets you back. It just does. All right, Christopher's got a uh, comeback. Well, what are you willing to bet Gino starts producing now? That don't, Maybe. I, I don't know. They were boys. They're they're definitely boys. And maybe if you get that, you know, chirping out of your ear all the time, like, you know, what Zach Taylor doesn't know what he's doing, or you know, whatever Carlos was saying, because you know he's chirping at Gino. You you know it was. So maybe Gino could put all that aside and maybe he can produce and and have a good game for us uh this week because we're gonna need it because <laughs> Henry is no joke. That's a running tree trunk right there. <laughs> You're gonna yeah. have to if you you Hit him, you got to wrap him up because it's going to take a couple guys to get him down. I'm going to be very interested to see Logan Wilson and uh, Davis uh, Gaither. See see how they uh, react trying to tackle that that big dude because he's a big boy. It would it would really shock me, though, to uh, – I mean, it wouldn't shock me to see Geno play a good game, but it would shock me to see him play a good game just because Dunlap's gone. I say that. I'm sure he's had chirping and that kind of thing, but these dudes have produced. 
big numbers uh, for years in Cincinnati together. So, you know, I'm guessing that they're a little closer, a little tighter than that to maybe have a little chirping from uh, Dunlap being gone, and that's going to make Geno play harder or things work out better. Could be wrong, but I, I just hope Geno has a good game and plays well the rest of the year, period. No Dunlap or Dunlap, but now it's no Dunlap. Yeah. The thing is that we got we got to find – well, hopefully maybe this is the game that uh, one of our viewers mentioned, Hunt. Maybe he'll step up and he'll have a good game because dude's got – he's big, he's fast, you know. I think He's eight foot tall. Put your hands in there. <laughs> pass right. down, man. Yeah, I mean, he could be – he could be – he could be a, a diamond in the rough. Who knows? I mean, because he's made plays in the past, and he was there. Because I remember going, so what's your game? I'm like, who's number 70? <laughs> I'm like, who is that guy? I'm like, oh. It's Hunt. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Yep. All right. Get low. Carl Lawson. That's who we were talking about before. I couldn't remember his name. I don't know why I do that. Before. You you said Carl Lawson. That, that's I, what I, screwed me up. Yeah, well, did I say that? Yeah. No. Oh. And that's why I was going, well, who else is, could he be talking about? Because Carl Lawson went offside. I thought maybe I misheard. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Guys, anyway. we do this. We do this to, for you guys, all right? We're, we're not doing this for uh, – none of us are making any cash money here. <laughs> no. Anyway, all right, Carl Lawson. We'll have to prove it's Whitworth's – what? WQS worth the Dunlap move now. Uh, yeah, he to, I guess, to, yeah, he'll have to step up is what you're what you're saying, Gitlow, which Lawson oh, has yeah. – I mean, what killed you? Lawson had a really good game against Philadelphia. He had a great game against Philadelphia. And he hasn't been there. That and that's that's been to me the biggest problem with the defense. I've said this lots of times. We got to get pressure on the quarterback. So I mean, I know Hubbard's out still. Lawson's got to get after him. Hunt's got to get after him. Uh, Mike Daniels, you know, Geno. We need to get these guys and get after the quarterback. Put pressure on uh, Ryan Tannehill, and you know that's going to make a big difference. I mean, the times that. Tom Brady, which I know I talk about Tom Brady a lot, but he's they've won a lot. So, but the times Tom Brady has in the Patriots lost was when they got pressure on him. You get pressure on any quarterback, they're going to mess up, and that's where I think our defense has lacked, really lacked in the like the last definitely the last two games against the Colts and the Clowns. We got no pressure on them. We got absolutely no pressure on them at all. And that's got to change this game today or not today, uh, Sunday. All right, Chris is okay. I've always said that Ross wasn't being used correctly. I think Ross could be a solid cornerback. He has experience at that position. All he has to do is disrupt the play and not, uh, not intercept. Yeah, I mean, because he can't catch. (laughs) Well, I don't know. See, he drives me nuts. He he makes some great catches, then he misses some. Some catches. I don't, I don't think it's time for Ross to move on. I mean, I've said if he gets Kansas City, I can see Andy Reid doing doing some stuff with him. And it's going to tick me off. Yeah. But uh, he Ross has got a lot of talent. He just hasn't produced it here for some reason. All right, Matthew. Looks like Tannehill Tannehill has been actually carrying the Titans for most part. Henry has been held to right under four yards of carry. If we could stop the run. If lol, maybe we got a shot. You never know. I mean, our run defense, uh, we stopped Hunt last or yeah, Hunt last week, 
He didn't run. What, what was his? Do you remember what his yardage? Was? I know we said it Monday, but seventy-six, I, I think, is what he ended up with. Yeah, I mean that's that's it's not a hundred, <laughs> but I mean I think they did pretty good as far as a run stop. Yeah, and you know another thing too that I've noticed we started to kind of throw in on defense is uh, blitzing some of the guys from the backfield like uh, Alexander yes. McKenzie and, and yes. those guys. I, I love to see that. Yes. Uh, I don't know why we get away from it. I mean, he gets in there, he either disrupts the play or sacks the quarterback, and then next thing you know, we're back to 4-3 zone again. Mm -hmm. So, I say come after the guy. Yeah, that, that's what the, the rap birds and the, and the squealers do all the time. That's what – that's I love that defense. I, I want them – because the thing <clears throat> you don't always have to get it from the edge or up the middle. You can get it from anywhere. And the point of it is, is to confuse the quarterback so he doesn't know where it's coming from. And we, like you said, at times we've done it. We just haven't done it enough. And that's, to me, that's on Armadillo. You, you're you one calling the defensive plays, you know. Like I've said this before, if you find something that works, do it until they stop you. And sometimes I think the Bengals stop themselves. Like, oh, that worked, but, you know, we'll do it. We won't do it anymore. Like, no, keep going. Yep. All right. Uh, get low. All right, get low. We came into the season where, the D-line was not a problem. Seven games in, and they are the biggest issue right now. True, but that also has to do, and we'll say it again, injuries. We were supposed to have, and I this is the most disappointing of the part of the season for me as I haven't got to watch this. We we're supposed to have Geno, DJ Reader, Mike Daniels, that rotation right up the middle. That is a huge loss because if you can get a push up that middle, with if you're rotating those three guys or – Play them side by side, you know, however you want to do it. That is a big loss that or big thing that I think Armadillo was counting on this year and it hasn't been there, you know. So he's had to change some stuff up. But injuries are part of the game, unfortunately. And there's been a lot of injuries. And hopefully we'll get some uh, more updates by Friday anyway about uh, WJ3 and, uh, yeah. you know, the other guys that are on our linemen, that kind of thing. And, yeah. Trey Wings, I always bring him up, but my gosh, he's another top cornerback in the league that we're missing out on. So, yep, exactly. we'll see. All right, Dallas. Uh, if our defense can hold Henry and did I read this already? No, yeah, I read this already, didn't I? Pressure. Our de if our defense can hold Henry. Oh, wait, I'll read it again. I don't remember. If our defense can hold Henry and check, which is huge task because. He's a huge running back. We have a huge chance. We need to have pressure on Tannehill, to, though, yes. I mean, the thing is, I, I keep saying, if we don't have pressure on that quarterback, it's it's going to it's gonna hurt us, and it has hurt us. I mean, the last two weeks, Old Man Rivers went down and, and threw it. They weren't running on us. You know, they weren't running on us. They were throwing on us. And the biggest reason is because, well, one – we're backing off way too much there, and they're wide open. This week, we didn't back off. We played, you know, up on them, played man on them, but we weren't getting, getting to the quarterback. And that's if you're going to play man, you got to get to the quarterback. You got to, or because quarterbacks can only cover a guy for what uh, three seconds, two seconds. I don't know what what the average average is, but it's not that long. So you got to if you're going to do that, which I want them to do that, you got to get to the quarterback. And that's the key, especially when you're playing three four, right? Jeremy, you're, you're the three-four guy. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. I mean, 
it, when, when you're blitzing, you know, you've got three normal rushers and you're blitzing two out of your four linebackers, you know, it, it, it's not going to take much time for, for those guys to get open. But when you play that three, four and you're blitzing like that, like the Ravens do, like Pittsburgh does, you know, they're getting there 75% of the time. And, and that's why they're undefeated. One One's lost one game, I think. So it's pretty simple. Yep. All right, Christopher's back. <clears throat> we shut down Lamar Jackson on the run. He was negative three in rushings in the in that in that first game. Yeah. Now one thing I, I will kind of I, I agree with you. We did, but Lamar was also I think hurt. I, he had a knee injury that week and he didn't practice a whole lot. So, but he, we did do it either way. That, that's what happened in the game. Those are the facts of what happened in the game. We did do it. So we that's what I just keep saying. We, there's I can point out so many different things in so many different games that we've done good. We just haven't done enough. You got to make plays when it counts. And that's, I know I Joe Burrow said it somewhere. That's what I was actually, that was a point I was getting back to about 20 minutes ago. Joe Burrow basically said, we got to make plays. You know, you got to make plays when it counts. You know, I don't know things. I got it written down on here somewhere, word for word, but I can't, can't find it right now. But basically, Joe Burrow's been saying what we've been saying. When it counts, you got to make a play. You got to be there. You got to make the play. You got to get that quarterback. Like <clears throat> I said it, the beginning, the first snap of that last drive the Browns had. I can't remember who it was, but somebody was right up the middle and was diving at Baker's feet, and Baker just flipped the ball out. If you can stay on your feet and you hit him and we sack him, that changes that whole drive, the whole drive. I mean, both catches Higgins made. They're great catches. Our DB was right there. You know, but again, Baker Mayfield had all kinds of time. If you can get to him, he can't make that great of a throw to make it so hard for DB to get there. If you get a little bit of pressure on him and make him get it out a little faster, it's not as good a throw. And maybe our DB who was in position was there to try to make the play can actually make the play. So it's changes everything, everything. If you get pressure on the quarterback, changes everything. It's a game of inches, man. It's a game of inches. And, my God, Bengal fans know that more than anything in the world. It's a game of inches. We're inches away from uh, five wins this year, most likely. Oh, anyway, it's, so it's so frustrating. Yep. All right, here I'm gonna get to the uh, Facebook groups that we help run here, and I invite you guys to join all of them. They are Bengals Nation, Bearcats Country, Reds Country, and Cyclones Country, and follow me on all my social media platforms. All under the name Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I will be putting this on the podcast later on today. Tonight, I should say. I'm on the Bean Pod, Spotify, Apple, pretty much wherever you get your podcast, I'm there. So if you guys are listening to me or us on the podcast, give us a five-star review. YouTubers, we're doing awesome. All you guys who are new to the show, I appreciate you. Do me a favor. Go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Subscribe, share, tell all your friends about me. I'm up to 685 subscribers, trying to get 700 as fast as we can. So, Mr. Jeremy Dean, would you please do the honor, sir, and get us out of here? All right, guys. We got a big one. Must win Sunday. Must win, must win, must win. But I want to let you all know, as always, there will be a poem as soon as we win. I hope if this a guy don't take my job, man. I, I, is that <laughs> Matthew, Matthew taking Matthew? Yeah, Matthew's Matthew, giving, bro. Yeah, send, send us a resume. Don't you know, have something. <laughs> we we, we oh, will pay. Uh, we'll pay as yeah. much as we can pay for doing this. 
<laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but nope, just want to remind all of y'all that you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, except Carlos Dunlap. Nope. Who day? Carlos is in Seattle now. <laughs> Who day, y'all? See you tomorrow. And that's just sports, baby. See you.